This is the story of a man named Stanley. Stanley worked for a company in a big building where he was employee number 427. Employee number 427's job was simple. He sat at his desk in room 427 and he pushed buttons on the keyboard. Orders came to him through a monitor on his desk, telling him what buttons to push, how long to push them, and in what order. This is what employee 427 did every day of every month of every year. And although others might have considered it soul-winding, Stanley relished every moment that the orders came in, as though he had been made exactly for this job. And Stanley was happy. Hello and welcome to Final Games, a podcast about the games that inspired us. I'm your host, Liam Edwards, and I welcome to the now no longer a teenager 20th episode of the show. Thanks for all your support through our very short teen years. Your continued support is fantastic. And if you do enjoy the show, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. A lot of people have been doing that recently and it really, really helps out, supposedly. Um, But my guest today drops out of college, the Leeds College of Art, after only two weeks so that he could make video games. Learning his trade through Valve's Source Engine, he made mods for all manner of things, including Team Fortress 2 and Left 4 Dead 2. But it wasn't until he got in contact with Davey Redden, creator of the game The Stanley Parable, that things got serious. My guest got in touch with Davey about making a new version of his game. Creating all new environments and new elements for the game, they joined together to create Galactic Café. Under the Galactic Cafe name, The Stanley Parable was released in October 2013 and was an instant and incredible success. It received exceptionally high review scores and was nominated for a whole host of awards, as well as even having a cameo on Netflix's House of Cards. Since then, my guest has started his own studio, Crows, 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 and has recently released their first game, the excellently titled, I hope I don't get this wrong, Dr. Langscoff, the Tiger and the Terribly Cursed Emerald, a Whirlwind Heist. My guest today is the English gentleman himself, Mr. William Pugh. Hello, William. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing moderately profitably. I suppose <laughs> uh, that's that's how I'm doing. Uh, how 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 are you doing? Uh, I'm yeah? I'm okay. I've I've spent most of You're the day okay. out. Uh, I've spent most. Of, well, I'm a average. okay because once again, there's people who listen every week. Oh, a okay. A well, I'm doing moderately okay so similar to yourself i've had a day out shopping around lots of secondhand video game shops here in japan so i've picked myself up a few a few gems today and uh, but it's extremely warm uh, you know that you know that doesn't support the creators right you know it's, it's just uh, well i don't i don't think it really matters when they're 20 year old super <laughs> oh, nintendo no, you're games saying, you're saying uh you're saying that paying people for their work doesn't matter um, <gasps> Wow. Oh my god! Uh, two minutes and twenty-three seconds in, and I'm I should, already I should be a journalist. <laughs> you should, you should. The roles are reversed, although it would be. When did you stop beating your your child? <laughs> if I had one, never. <laughs> yeah, so I've been out buying old Super Nintendo games today, and but it's once again extremely warm. As people who have listened to this podcast for the past three weeks will know, it's been warm every day for a long time. So. It gets to me as a, an English, an expat out in a different country. But we're here to talk about you, not me. People know who I am. People need to know a bit more about you if they don't already. People people know who I am. Oh, of course. I say when Pizza Express refuses to give <laughs> Well, you, people do know you because you helped make a game called The Stanley Parable. Um, yeah. Which, 
I'm told, I am told and have played and have known for a while, it was an incredibly popular game and uh, quite a big success. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always wanted to be popular. (laughs) Is that why you dropped out of college two weeks? You were like, Um, this is it. I'm going to be popular. Well, actually, I know you've got you've got the you've got the public statement there. Oh, do weeks. I? So it's actually it's actually closer to like a week, I think. I think I, <laughs> I, think I, 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 think I lied in, in the first interview. I said a, a fortnight or something. Like, like, oh, if I say one week, they'll think I'm I'm very frivolous and I don't commit to things. A, a best lie, and you know, say two weeks. So, what <laughs> was the think. actual time? Well, like, a day, like a day and five, a half. five, five days, probably. <laughs> <laughs> was it because you wanted to make video games or was it just because you it's, didn't like college no it's well it was leeds college of art which was a beautiful step up from um this place called greenhead college that i used to go which was um very formal very um like um pre- uh, they 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 were kind of a they had a fast track program for people going to oxford and cambridge and, okay and it was all it was all very you know uh, I, I I did I did subjects like English, maths, law, politics, you know, and um and then and then you know I got to I got to go to a school which was like hey yeah draw something today which is brilliant and I I was really enjoying that but um I I was also I was working on Stanley Parable at the time and I was also applying for drama schools because I wanted to be an actor okay and um and both of those things uh, required massive amounts of time. And going to and like it was a choice really. I had a choice to either kind of give up acting, uh, drop out of college, or um, or or give up Stanley Parable, and it felt like um, the best path to my dream life as a as an as a as a rock star kind of traveling about the world would be to drop out of college. So you know, I thought I, I was I was trying to pen my my autobiography. Uh, real time. I think. <laughs> do you reckon that had you not left to do the Stanley Parable, you would be have just been as successful and now be in the running for the vacant James Bond spot? Do you reckon? Um, I mean, I mean, I I, I kept on doing the acting actually, but like, uh, if I if I hadn't dropped out of college, I think everything would have taken a lot longer, and the overall quality of the project of uh, the product would have kind of not been as good. Okay, and um, I think I think that would have. Like it wouldn't have been as good, I think, if I if I hadn't spent as much time as I did. Okay, so then let's it. talk quickly about the Stanley Parable. Then, um, how what initially drew you to the Stanley Parable? Then, because it was like a what was it? A yeah. mod originally, and then uh, yeah, it, it was, was it was originally a mod, and um, and I played that, and around the, around that time, I'd kind of hit the limit of the level of quality that I could do making maps for team fortress 2 and for 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 kind of valve games or and i wanted to i wanted to you know mods were like half like like source mods were getting released kind of commercially and yeah. and and there was that and, and i kind of sensed that the gate was closing on that kind of era of stuff for for that skill to be transferred into something that could actually make money okay uh, because the the source engine was kind of slowly uh, dying really and like um valve weren't releasing any new games and and um <laughs> and when and when they were they certainly weren't you know games that 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 supported kind of custom mapping particularly well so um so didn't fancy making hats for a yeah for a... yeah that was kind of the option 
I suppose. Yeah. Like, but I, but I wasn't a trained three D modeler. Okay. Either, so like, um, I it, level design was kind of my my main skill, and it was a skill that I'd kind of practiced for like seven years, pretty pretty intensively. So like, I think I was, I was, uh, I think I was like, well, I was an expert on on their tools and 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 you know, level design within that engine, I suppose. Um, and so it kind of got to a point where where um, I knew I had to make something outside of their current ecosystems and uh and then playing stanley parable i i saw that I, I saw an opportunity to kind of to team up with somebody who needed my skills yeah but who themselves had skills that i that i didn't have which was like um the writing and the production experience that davy that davy kind of brought to the table so and, can you um, tell me sort of what was the Stanley Parable be- before you came in? What what initially it changed was... to where it is obviously now? Uh, the original mod version uh, had a very kind. Of, it was a very simplistic kind of branching narrative kind of path. What yeah. what attracted to what attracted me to it the most, I think, was the voice acting and also um, also the writing of it. I okay. think um, the the rest of the the rest of it kind of the 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 level design was pretty pretty well it, it it wasn't it was made by it was all made by davy so like um he he taught himself how to how to do uh how to do source mapping and like it was i think he he'd only been doing it for like a couple of months yeah. before um before he made stanley parable okay and um and it was very much kind of uh it's like it's like a, a sketch like an expression of an idea uh by one person and uh it really i think if you look at that you can really kind of concretely get down what what davy brings to any project that he works on like you can see it now with his new game the beginner's guide like um that's that's very much an expression of um his creative uh workflow or, or, or what he what he what he brings to anything he kind of works on but um but then 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 i came on and and initially initially we were talking about it just being a a kind of graphic graphical update um and just just having the levels look a bit nicer but then we started talking about about you know adding adding new endings and and looking at the design again and looking just kind of going going back to basics i remember one conversation we were talking about whether it, it should have stanley in at all or whether it should just be a straight <laughs> just a straight re, redesign from the ground up yeah and then 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 every then at that at that point which was like a month or two in uh maybe not even that uh we we kind we we got that that it was kind of we we swept the table clean and and it was like okay how do we how do we how will we make this game from the ground up again and a lot of and a fair amount of that involved borrowing aspects uh, well just well just taking taking it taking aspects straight from the original mod but um yeah but then you know it, it then it became kind of more of a like like a an equal parts collaboration rather than a hey i'm i'm making i'm making levels for your thing which so which is what like... I which is what which was what I expected it to be at, at the beginning, but like it turned into a really, a really formative and and yes, because obviously uh, you are credited just as much as Davy for the creation of the game. Yes, um, and I'll continue to remind everybody of that. 
Thank you, Liam. I did watch. I did watch. I made it. It was me. It was me. I did watch your GDC talk from 2015, and uh, you were like, "He's not here today." Um, so give me all the credit. I made this game. Give, 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 give. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> so actually, speaking of uh, the Stanley Parable, then obviously it was an incredible success. Um, and it for it was funny because I was working at Rockstar at the time, and uh, there was the, a couple of guys who they were like, "Oh, have you have you played this demo? This demo of this game called the Stanley Parable?" I was like, uh, "No, I've heard of it." People are talking about it on NeoGAF and that kind of thing, and they were like, "No, you check it out." Obviously, I did, and then I was like, "That was amazing." When can I buy the game? So I bought the game. It was fantastic, but it seemed for this for almost like a year, probably that whole time. Even now, uh, it was huge. It was one of the biggest things of that year. How did you sort of deal with that success? That instant going from maybe anonymity to yeah, being yeah, like. Hey, yeah, I designed that game that everyone's talking about. Yeah, like um, it's it's been a it's been a big adjustment, a big life adjustment. I'm kind of um, it's kind of a bit more solid now. For the first kind of year or two years after, it was a big uh, big shaky thing, yeah. which were, which involved a lot of kind of anxiety and you know weird depression and and if you want if you want to you want to hear more about this follow me on twitter honest william you can read many <laughs> twitter videos that i post about about dealing with aspects of depression and, and anxiety during during the modern life of a game designer but uh i i yeah it was weird yeah i, I lived with my parents i, well, I, still, I still live with my parents right now actually because <laughs> my leg because yeah. i broke my leg but um yes unfortunately but, so. uh yeah wow um and 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 yeah it's i made a lot of money off it got that sweet percentage percentage of profits deal <laughs> when you thought you were gonna make like two quid off it in total and uh times that and, by uh, quite a bit yeah quite a times number. that by a million I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it sold it sold like a million and a million and a half copies and i've burnt through that all already you know buying <laughs> Buying limited limited edition action figure? No, not really. No, I, I, I no, no. I'm quite boring. I, well, I mean, I pay. What, what actually? What, I pay for I forget for about your game. I don't want. I don't want to hear about your game. Come on. What is the most lavish purchase you bought then? In, indulge me a little bit. As as a rock star game creator, what what did you what did you you were like? I've made it. It's, Boom! It's, I've made it. It's like clothes mostly, like um. You are a snappy I, dresser. You are a very yeah, snappy dresser. That's like my one my one um weakness in terms of in terms of expensive purchases. Like I don't have a car. I don't um I don't like I've got I've got like my PC which but like but like I've, I've, apart from apart from that like um I don't I don't particularly like splash out on stuff like um i i can afford slightly nicer hotels now when i'm going to <laughs> events yes and i can and i can like i i don't fly first class because like i'm like even i can see that that's a fucking massive waste of money you know <laughs> what is the like, point <laughs> yeah maybe uh, once once is like, fine if i if I, if I if i made like five or six stanley parables then i'd be like yeah sure fly first class <laughs> um but like um yeah um uh it's working working with people getting like creatively like 
making sure that you know people that I work with uh don't have like our restraints like we were like the crows the makeup of the studio is quite weird because it's like um the core people just get paid a monthly salary to do whatever and um and like we don't have we don't have any like hey you've got to work for you've got to clock in and clock out and all of that and like that that creates a really nice environment i think um so that's probably like the most lavish kind of that that's where i'm spending money the most freely but then like i i bought i bought um Jeez, I think I I I I bought like a, a Hugo Boss blazer the other month for yeah. like a few hundred pounds or something. It's like oh, that's not too bad. That's not yeah, four hundred, four hundred, five hundred pounds. That's that's not too bad as long as you're gonna use it often. Or I've got least... worn it. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it's still in the bag. <laughs> yeah, I still, I've still got... well, next time next time I'm going out on the town, which will be in a couple of months. Well, I don't go, I don't even fucking go out on the town. <laughs> <laughs> stay in and play video games but it's no i mean well now i'm fun i'm fun i'm fun well People speaking love of to hang out with me speaking of video games you yeah. are here to be well it doesn't matter now because that money is is pointless because you're being cast off to whatever virtual deserted island we're going to talk about in a bit. oh yeah um so games is the only solitude you have and the games you've chosen are very interesting very interesting um and forewarning to anyone listening apart from maybe oh let me see let me see oh one two three apart from three i don't know any of them so this is going to be extremely interesting because you're interested to oh wait okay so you'll know Those How the... could you say these things before before we even get to them? How oh, could you? How, oh. Yes, but you are correct. Just bleep yes. it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was I was trying to figure it out because I knew. <laughs> yes. You, okay. you, anyway, let's go. Let's go. Let's, you nailed let's, it. Let's yes. Yes. So we're going to talk about your first game, which is incredibly interesting and um, something I have no idea about. So let's listen to some music once again, if I can find any, and let's talk about it. So, Mr. Hugo Boss Blazing Wearing, Mr. William Pugh, your first game on the list today is an educational MS-DOS title developed by a company called Animation Magic. And for anyone who doesn't know, Animation Magic also happened to be the same company that made those universally hated CDI Zelda titles. Uh, This game was designed to teach children grammar, and it was released in 1995. It also received a Sega CD port as well. Uh, This game is called I 
am mean. It's I am mean. I am mean. Stands for Ignatius Mortimer Mean. Uh, if you if you're interested in the in the law behind this game, um, so so you. you so what do you want? What do you want to know about this this game? Why, well, why I want I to know why, out of all the games you could have possibly chosen in the entire universe, <laughs> is this one of them that you're taking to play forever? Well, well, the the main the the main thing is that that I am. Let me just get it. Let me get. I want to get a picture up of um <laughs> of of the main hero of the of the game. Well, he's not the hero. He's the he's the um he's the villain. You know, he, he, his name his name's I am mean, and he's a he's a magic um he, he, he well he's a guy he's an ordinary man who um who uh, who has has a has a magic book. He has a magic that, um, book. Yeah, that inside of the book is is a magic labyrinth, which um and he sings as well. Like it's a musical kind of game. Yeah, and it um, also happens to be isn't it like a first person adventure yeah it is see see, this is really interesting because because people think that you know it's a it's going to be like a spelling game or something and it is but it's based on the doom engine i think (laughs) it's based (laughs) it's actually it's actually a port of the doom engine and and what it is i'm pretty sure it's a port of the doom engine uh or it might be um like another first person thing but i'm pretty sure it's doom and what it is is you're going around uh his his magical labyrinth yes and he's um and he's and he's you know casting all this nasty nasty magic on you, and you, you got to you got to try and figure out all these spell spelling spelling problems, and um, and you slowly kind of climb climb out. You you play as a child, you play as a you play as a, a goody goody as, as he he would describe, and um, and you've got to you've got to climb out of this uh, this magical labyrinth and, and, and defeat defeat him uh, at his own game by 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 shooting him with magic, and and also uh uh correcting some spelling and um it it's i picked it because i felt like um the story in particular was kind of one of the great stories of the the video game kind of, of the not of the industry of the of the of the medium as a whole like we 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 talk about stuff like shakespeare and you know classic classical classical plays like um like hamlet uh, Romeo and Juliet, you know, loves labor's lost stuff that really define that that defines our culture now. Um, even though, even you know, like so 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 many of our words are kind of uh, and terms of phrase are based off uh, uh, phrases originally um, used in Shakespeare's plays, and I, I feel like so many of the conventions yeah. and uh, and gameplay mechanics that are that are present in in modern games like overwatch and um and farmville are are really you can really see the the seeds of those 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 big gameplay trees being planted by i am mean it you know back in back in 1994 i think yeah 1994 i don't know when it was when it was released let me google that so you can be um it was 1995 Oh, you've got oh man, oh wow, so so important, so important. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like um, some of the some of the, some of what he says is really is really is really kind of like it's 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 a comedy game, but uh, I feel like there's a lot of really nice serious moments in there. 
like he talks about um he talk like like he like okay so so uh em- empty stage the the games just begin kind of the simon and trista lo- logos kind of faded off the screen animation magic's come up it's it's gone away and then then it opens with with this man just just stood by himself in in the center in the center of a room and he says he and and then the music strikes up and he says oh look what clever children see them study watch them learn how i hate those goodies goodies how they make my stomach turn i got a little secret that'll really make them cry it's a nasty kind of magic from a special kind of guy this book is made to order but it isn't to be read when they open up this book they're sucked inside instead to the most unpleasant place they've ever seen the magic labyrinth of i am mean bravo very scary and confusing <laughs> destination of my choosing magic labyrinth of i am mean and then two kids get sucked into the book and the song ends um but yeah i mean i mean that's that like like that's that's still alive isn't it that's still alive weren't you gone you know it's like a precursor to to, to songs being used in video games you know it's yeah. like when, when when was that done before then you know having having a character sing and explain their motivations through song well, uh, you know it sounds very uh, that sort of adventure game type stuff like monkey island type dialogue very, yeah uh, monkey island was very funny i think um i yeah. um, takes it to a more kind of serious character development place i think, I think it's um, so what exactly yeah, that's what why, exactly that's why it's important. what exactly about i am mean then um for you would would warrant it being played over and over again on a, d- a deserted well, island it's, well it's like um it's it's like a fractal really i mean you can you can see inside i am mean kind of the the origin code for for every video game that's ever been made after it because i think i think everything draws upon I am mean in terms of like it was really one of the first it was the first game and um I mean like there's, there were entertainment products before it but I mean this was the first kind of game that that touched touched human beings in a kind of way that transcended kind of just pure entertainment so I think I think I, I think playing I am mean reminds us who we really are in a way, and and also also you can kind of play every other game inside I am mean by by just seeing by seeing the kind of uh, like, I I wouldn't really like I mean I mean this is the main one really uh, the, this is the main game that I bring I mean everything else is kind of just for entertainment okay. uh, at this point uh, well mostly but I mean I am mean is really that's that's really you know the thing that i would be playing again and again it's like the origin of species for video games for you yeah it's like um it's like uh it's so you're saying the uh 60 odd hours of overwatch i've lost um in the past week or so it's all due to i am mean yeah i mean you well you 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 won't you're not you don't see it because you've got it's kind of like the matrix and, and you've seen the matrix right of course yeah, excellent film, excellent film. Uh and uh the important the important thing about the Matrix is that Neo 
Neo sees the code at the end. Sorry to spoil if anyone's not seen the Matrix accident. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> see it. Um, but Neo sees the code and um, and and he can see through uh, what what um, the system presents to to him as reality, and he can see through that and and see what what is actually there. You know the nitty gritty. And I think if you if you look through Overwatch, uh, you can see. You can see I am mean kind of holding up his magic book and giving a little cheeky wave. <laughs> well, that is a very important game to be staying with for you then. Mm, um, yeah. So I am I'm mean... not fucking about. I'm <laughs> taking this seriously. I, well, you should. I would be sorely disappointed if you didn't, sir. You can have your I am mean magical book and I am mean magical game. But please tell me, did you actually learn any grammar from it? No, no. Is your no, is your eloquent no, no. words that you have spoken over many talks and many presentations all thanks in part to I am mean? No, not at all. It's um, <laughs> it's it, it actually is very bad at actually teaching grammar, but um, but but you know, it's it's more it's like their tests really. They don't they don't. It's, well, you, you you people don't need me to explain I am mean. I'm sure they've played it. <laughs> well, I have not. So... Fucking sway your uncultured. <laughs> End it. That's it. You're the first one bit. who's. You're the first person to be cast off after one game. So well, you've you ruined, you've ruined it. I'm sorry. I've ruined many things. Well, we're gonna have to talk about the other seven now. Okay. I wonder if they're gonna be just as magical. I hope maybe. So. I don't know. We've set a high a high bar. <laughs> you should have put this last. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think we got a good one for the last one. Yes, I, I have honestly. No, no I've, I've, pl- I've plotted this. I've plotted a nice arc for us to go on. This uh, is uh, just I'll... the start. This is, is, the it, is this? Point. Is t- tell, wait, tell, wait, tell I know. You. I know what's happened. I know what's happened. We have been sucked in to I am means magical labyrinth world and now we have to navigate through it by talking through about these games that you've plotted and that's secretly bit, you are I am mean that's a bit that's a bit far fetched Liam but um <laughs> well, well look let's just say let's just say if I was I am mean I would have planned an elaborate callback let's say about 5 eighths of the way through this uh through this you know story this our, our little Maybe. our little adventure you know? Maybe. Well, we're going to move on to your next game anyway, which doesn't have any magical um, books, but it has magical beings instead. Magical creatures, I should say. And it was for a magical little console as well. So let's listen to some music and dive straight in.
the next game, William, you've chosen mm-hmm. is uh, an action adventure game developed for the Game Boy Advanced. Um, developed by the unknown studio Carve, Cave Barn Studios and published by Telegames. It released in August 2002 and it was played from a top-down perspective similar to that of the first two GTA games. And it received pretty average reviews. Uh, the game is called Urban Yeti. <clears throat> Please. Yeah. What? Yeah, all what that is, is and um, and why have you chosen Urban Yeti? Well, I mean, was kind of it's kind of a classical classical tale, whereas Urban Yeti's very it very much engages with the modern plight of 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 humans and and, and, and well, it's it uses Yetis as a metaphor, I think, but um, uh, it, it is very is very much is very much engaged. And, and it makes it its business to deal honestly and openly with what it means to be living in a modern world and and, and a world that is confusing uh one uh, a world that is is not not particularly open to to people being different and uh what uh, and a world that's that's scared of change and 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 scared of of um of anyone who kind of dares to to question the status quo. Uh Urban Yeti, you you play you play as 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 the the titular character, the the the, the Urban Yeti, who um who who is urban. He lives um he lives in the city streets and um and he he wants what well well the opening the opening um the opening cutscene, I suppose you'd call it. Uh, it, it you, you see, you see this this character, this 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 poor this poor creature who's alone in the world, and 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 uh, and, and well, it's it 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 goes back to to kind of Shakespearean, like you do you know Romeo and Juliet? You know, um, yes. You know how you know how it how it opens with with a monologue about um these two these two states at war. <laughs> One second, it's um the Capulets and the um the other people. I forget. Uh, yeah, the Capulets and the Montagues. Yes. Uh, it's it's uh it's two households both alike in dignity and fair Verona, where we lay our scene from ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. Uh, that. I, I feel like Urban Yeti took a lot from that because its opening, its opening, uh, its opening cutscene. Uh, it says um, many people. It, I'm paraphrasing here. It's much. I, I don't have the. I don't have the text with me. Unlike unlike Shakespeare, which I, which I obviously do have in front of me. I, I don't know. That <laughs> yes, I don't think that. Google searching um, Urban Yeti opening speech would uh, um, turn many. Results, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but it, it 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 asks something along the lines of a. Uh, um, what if what if yetis were living al- 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 amongst uh, alongside us and we didn't know uh and and it, and it kind of it starts from afar it starts from afar it's like okay look at look at this picture look at this scene what about yetis what if yetis are here living alongside us and um and then you kind of come from that perspective of a kind of third uh, of a third person looking on, you know, it's not a first person game. It's like top down. You, you're you're looking down on on Urban Yeti, and you know you're not you're not him, but 
but you you are you are watching him from a from a third per, third perspective and and that's interesting because okay. because it, it it asks a lot about about uh agency and games are we playing as this person or yeti or are we are are we are we controlling this yeti or is this yeti us is this yeti meant to inspire uh empathy within us but but anyway the the game is about about this yeti who who wants to find a female yeti and to 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 you know find love really which is i think fundamental to to all of existence i think i mean i can only speak for myself but you know i i find that i i um i care a lot about love and um i think a lot of a lot of what i do is to try and um to try and find you know someone that that would love me and and someone that i can love and i think um i think a lot of a lot of that is core to who I am as a person, and I think okay. I think a lot of that is reflected in Urban Yeti, the Game Boy Advance game from two thousand and two. Do you reckon you had these thoughts about Urban Yeti as you played them as a young child? Uh, well, this must be a game you've played not that long ago to have formed such yeah incredible I mean, thoughts. I I remember um. I remember in in high school uh, when I was in I was in high school I think probably about year nine or or ten when um when when I played the game and there was you know there was a kind of high school romance going on and um and and there was this girl that I that this this girl called Lily who I, who I really liked and um and she didn't know because you know I was a pretty awkward teenager but um <laughs> but uh, I, I remember. Uh, one day, I think it was, I think it was Valentine's Day, um, two thousand and two thousand six or something, and uh, and and I and I left um I left a copy of of Urban Yeti, a copy, not my copy, you know, I bought a new one because I didn't want to give mine away, but um, I, I left it uh, kind of taped to her locker, and I you know with a note saying you know, play this, and and you will know. And um and she never she never kind of got that because I, I don't I, she mustn't have had a Game Boy Advance to to play it on <laughs> but um I I feel like I feel like if she did she would have known. Do you reckon you know? she maybe got the connotations that you were calling her a yeti? No, um because well she was smart so she would have known that it was a metaphor you know it was a metaphor for. Lily is a good name for a yeti. If I'm honest, yeah, it's also a good name for a fake person to make up for an entertaining story. But, that's uh, very true. That's very true. Um, that's very true. <laughs> uh, I should, I should have, I should have played that harder. I should have, I should have, I could, I could have made that more embarrassing. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon this, the... this is a safe space for you for uh, you know trying things out? You know, this is your island. You can make up all the stories oh, you okay. want. That's your job as a creator and a designer, anyway. This is good practice for you. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, um, so I am mean kind of classical, cl- classical kind of piece. Urban Yeti deals a lot more with kind of modern, um, with the struggle of a modern, modern individual, you know. Do you reckon the devs of Urban Yeti, wherever they may be, would love to hear this? I don't give a fuck what they think. <laughs> yeah. It's like Shakespeare was a notorious pedophile. So, like, you know, he made good work. But, um, <laughs> But who's to say? Who's to, who's to say? Um, Who is to say? What's to say? Think? Yeah, well, you know. we're going to move on to your next game, um, and it's one of the 
uh, more recent games on your list. <laughs> um, so let's listen to some music and let's talk about it. talk about your well suspense your deserted place yes oh oh, oh, what it's like no we're going to talk about where where it is oh because it's a virtual deserted space obviously keeping in the thematic theme of video games um obviously cliche indeed but uh i don't want you to be uncomfortable in your deserted uh place um I, i i want you to be okay being playing these games and that kind of thing um so you're not really having to struggle to survive if you I'm choose i'm really happy i'm really happy about this i was really worried about about the the, the <laughs> hypothetical struggle that i'd had i'd have to undergo. exactly exactly but now i can dedicate my life to playing these games that's true well that's Explain. what's happening you can be the master of i well you already sound like the master of i am mean i am mean um so if you had to be trapped or stranded in a video game space or environment uh what would you choose i would choose um so we've had on in the past we've had the island from the witness has been a place someone's chose uh last week was uh the beginning island outset island from the wind waker Dude, the fucking, fucking the island the island from the witness would drive you mad the only entertainment on there is is john blow's home videos and also the video games you've chosen and lots and lots of uh, oh, oh right okay yeah so. it's not you know you're not in can you play the game inside are there enemies in there <laughs> uh, if you if you choose is it, is it, so uh, can there be characters in there no so the rule is oh. if you choose a world with human type characters that those human characters will not be there but right. if you have like creatures or monsters they will be there what a, how sentient can the monsters be dolphin level Dolph- oh, okay. <laughs> That's That's um, I would pick. Uh, let me have a think. I'd pick. There must be some way to cheat this. Uh, I'd pick. Will there be hostile creatures there? If if they're if by game nature they are yes. Uh, I'd pick um. Hmm. Pick Civilization Five. Just the a the random entire, a random entire, map from Civilization Five. Civilization Five. <laughs> you want to expand amongst the tiles? No, I, I, no, I would pick. I would pick. Um, oh, that new game that's not going to be as good as it 
as people think it's going to be. Um, what's it called? The space one, the one that people are going into space. You know, people think that it's going to have content, but it's not going to have any content. Oh, no man's sky, no man's yeah, sky. No the the recently delayed. I'd pick, no I'd man's... pick that one. I pick that one, so I could be in space forever. You technically could I be could, in space I forever. Could, You'd I also get a spaceship, travel. but if you came across human characters. They, they wouldn't exist. They wouldn't exist. So, yeah. You would just be traveling from planet to planet, finding creatures and dinosaur-type things. Fun. That's a good choice. To be fair, yeah. you have kind of outsmarted the system. Though, though I'm, I'm sure in a couple of hours of traveling those those planets, I would get bored of them and, and, and understand or be that. There's um, always that. I would be a great pilot. <laughs> yeah, but would you be a good forager, fender, offer... Well, I don't give it. No, I don't. No, you know. Who cares? Well, this is a hypothetical thing. Well, you're in your. It's all, it's all hypotheticals. And while whilst you are uh, piloting around space, you're going to be playing this next game, which is a first person uh, adventure game developed by the very intelligent uh, Brendan Chung and his hmm. uh, studio, Blendo Games. It was released for PC worldwide on August 28th, 2008. And although very sure, it was received uh, greatly by critics uh, and received quite a lot of praise. It's a game called Gravity Bone. Now, this is going to be um, briefly me being very serious uh, and, and not not <laughs> really taking, not not taking the piss because uh gravity bone uh is is actually um i think it's a good marker for for the kind of games that i want to make which are games that make you want more of them that feel bigger than they are that uh that tell a great story but don't need um but you don't need to spend like a load. It's 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 good. It's good because it's like you can you can you can create this. He created this brilliant, cool world and this really interesting um, story with with but by himself with very with very few uh, actual requirements. With, with few, like he didn't need to employ a big a, a big uh, character designer to have have all these different characters. You know, it was all like it was. It's a it's a really good example of so many different, um, so many different limitations working in tandem yeah. to create something that transcends uh, the sum of its parts. I think, um, like if we're briefly speaking speaking seriously, I know that's. A, 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 they're going to be the death of this, this, this entertainment. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's 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 really good, and I feel like making Langoskov. I I I played I played that a bunch, and you know, I, I, Doctor Langoskov was really me trying to be like I could be like Brendan Chung. Uh, we can crows 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 could do what he does, but with like five people working really hard instead of him just kind of probably he probably, oh, he's a bright bastard. He probably just sits down. And he's like, oh, I'll um, I'll make some magic. Touches Ooh, a keyboard duh, once, duh. and then yeah, just things like, happen. He swipes his he swipes his um hand loftily across a keyboard, and, and and you know, simplistic textures start getting applied to meshes. And the next thing that you know, it's 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 a museum that's also a credit sequence, or it's a <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a shootout where the cameras are parented to the guns, or it's always, oh, you know, it's. Nah, 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 nah. I hate him. 
I hate him because he, he's constantly proving that he'll be better at doing what I want to do than me, and I, I, I'll never be happy. Never do you, don't you feel you have slight upper hand with the Stanley Parable being the more no. uh, successful? Of the, uh... No, I suppose it is, but I mean, I mean, uh, every, I mean, yeah, I guess. Is it more but about I mean, the... I mean, I mean, I needed help to make the Stanley Parable, and I needed, <laughs> and I needed help to make Doctor Langus cover the Tiger in a terribly cursed animal. I, I that will heist, but I, I, he does it. I'm sure he, he's had no help. He made himself. He doesn't even have parents, you know. He, 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 he bore himself into existence. <laughs> he just spawned sheer in the middle film. Yeah. of nowhere. He came floating out of a computer when someone tried to, tried to. I don't know. I don't know this, this is silly. This is silly. Sorry. I'm so what? It, so is this more of a game you would take to this No Man's Sky world, uh, just to rant and rave about how you well, will I mean, never be better, or is it to inspire you? To well, I mean, better? I've never, I've never played it. Um, I've only seen gameplay video footage. So, of it. so From this afar, will give you the time to play it. To play it? Um, no, um, I just want it there because I want the option to, but I won't. <laughs> Because I feel like if I play it, he wins. You know that—that's a good point. Yeah, he definitely does. But has he played the Stanley Parable? I don't know. I, I lie when when I see famous indie devs at, at parties. I lie about having played their games. So <laughs> I have. I have. It's the truth. I can't tell. I can't tell you who because because this person actually ended up being a really close friend. Uh, but uh, you mean, no, you them, said I, that. That narrows I, it down I, I, to your very I, close I, friends. I made, I met them at a party. Oh, good. This is going to serve the well. None of my none of my close friends would actually fucking listen to a podcast with me speaking because they're going to put up with me in real life. But uh, but I I I I I met them for the first time at a party at GDC. And I, and I really complimented them on, on their game, which I hadn't played at all because I wanted them to like me. I was like, it was, this was when I was young and naive, um, like two years ago. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and I, and I, um, I was like, I really liked your game. It's so important. It's doing such cool stuff. And then, and then, and then they were like, oh, thank you. That, that mean, that means a lot coming from you, you know, <laughs> I was like inwardly, I was like, shit, shit. <laughs> And so then, I, and then that night, I went back. I was when I got back to my hotel in a kind of drunken, drunken haze. Um, I, I downloaded their game. I played enough for me to be able to say I had played it. Formed an opinion. Yeah, I managed to. I managed like I remember having to. I based my my feedback to them purely off what I'd heard. And what I could, pr- but here's the, I, I suspect everybody else does this, or maybe everyone else is better than me and is just honest about not having played people's games. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not. I'm not lying. I have actually played the Stanley Parable though. So, okay. so you. Know, That's important to me, Liam. It, it means a lot coming from me, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I better download it now. Oh. <laughs> In the next, <laughs> next music break, you could, uh, well, you could I'm gonna, I'm going to find out. I'm going to ask Brendan Chung on Twitter whether he's played the Stanley Parable, oh, and then no, we will no. find out. Because follow me, because I'm not going to include you in the in the tweet. So then he he doesn't think he's speaking directly oh, to you. Me. Yeah, I love you, Brendan. I Brendan, I love you. You make such good work, <laughs> Brendan Chung. Brendan Chung. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> 
Let's the next ones. Here's the music. game we're going to talk about today william that you queued up for me thankfully and um is a cooperative first person shooter developed and published by valve uh it was a sequel to the incredibly popular left for dead uh it was the sequel that released on november 17th 2009 for pc and xbox 360 set during the aftermath of a post-apocalyptic event players have to shoot their way to safety through hordes of zombies and various different creatures and it received extremely high scores on release and you used to make mods for it Please tell me why you're taking Left 4 Dead 2 to No Man's Sky. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Left 4 Dead 2 is interesting because I think it it it, it it's like um, hmm, I'm trying to I'm, try, I'm just trying to think. What's a good movie sequel? Uh, Two Towers, Lord of the Rings. Oh yes. Um. So um. So Left 4 Dead 2 is a lot like um, Two Towers, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> um, because it takes the original game, uh, it takes the original story. It's like uh, the original, like the first Lord of the Rings movie tells the story of Frodo and Sam, you know, going, going off on the adventure. And it's very personable and it, and it focuses kind of on, on the core of the story, which is the human relationship between these two characters and their their fight against insurmountable odds, which which you know it can be related to by 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 anyone and it and while it's about, you know, two small little magical creatures, um <laughs> well they, they didn't have magical powers, but well they did if you if you read the well it, it, certain levels of magical powers, but but the hobbits can be anyone and the insurmountable odds can be can be anything in, in real life and and you know, people can relate to that greatly. And, and and Lord of the Rings one knew what it was doing. It had its core, it had its core human story at the heart of it. And then uh, Two Towers uh, got all distracted, and it put and it pushed that human story out of the way with with Saruman doing his whole thing, being like. Uh, with Grima and Grima being like, "Oh, well, there is no army that can 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 face." Can face, can 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 you know breach Helm's Deep, and then Saruman's like, yeah, there is Grima, you little piece of shit. Here's this army, this army that is right outside that you didn't see when you were coming in. Ha ha! Check out this army. This army's great, and um and it's and, and it gets distracted with that whole back and forth between Saruman and Grima, which goes on for like, I think at least half an hour in the film. Or maybe that's the extended edition. But uh, uh, it, it, I'm saying that. Le- I'm saying what I'm saying 
Liam, yes. is that Left 4 Dead 2 got distracted from the core, from the core interesting part of Left 4 Dead 1. Uh, and, 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 and not only that, it actively pushes it out of the way. And, and I'm going to explain why. Left 4 Dead 1 had a core cast, all right? A core important cast. Yes. And that was the boomer, uh, smoker, the hunter, and the tank, all right? And the witch. Uh, but they they were the core interesting you know they they did they did all the stuff right and when when the um when the survivors saw them they'd play a context sensitive line line of oh there's a boomer over there oh, oh there's a there's uh oh, watch out there's a smoker oh uh, and you know that informed the players of of the presence of these these monsters these horrific mutations of, of of human of of, of humans and, and um and and what happens in Left 4 Dead 2 what happened in Left 4 Dead 2 and, and people don't know this people don't know this cuz i'm i'm a fucking well of wisdom uh about Left 4 Dead 2 and uh, what happened was that uh the the devs actually turned the volume down on those lines on those original lines uh and then, and then, um, and then, what they did was they, um, for the new special infected, you know, the 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 ones they just bolted on, you know, instead of, uh, and turned into a sequel rather than rightfully making it a piece of DLC. They they um, what they did was they um, they 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 have the the characters be like, whoa, there's a spinner over there, check him out, he's changing the game. Oh, he can can provide aerial area area denial. Oh, oh, there's goo, there's goo, <laughs> you know, and, and the lines are like ten times as long as as the ones for the original monsters, and they're louder and they're more descriptive, and 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 they and, and and it's basically them just just desperately, pathetically trying to to reinforce to the player that oh, there's new features in this game, you know, when 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 the character Rochelle or get gets gets um gets gets pushed by a charger which is one of the new special infected in Left 4 Dead 2 she repeatedly screams oh he's charging me he's charging me oh I'm being charged oh it's changing the game it's changing the way the game's played you know <laughs> and, and and there's there's multiple different takes of that that play that get played randomly so like it could be something like um she could say something like like uh Whoa, I'm being charged. Oh, I was in one place, but now I'm in another. Oh, the smoker couldn't do this. Well, he could, but not in this kind of interesting way. Uh, and, and it's really fucking, it's, it's intense. And, and I felt like it was a real class act in manipulation of player to make them think that new content was actually more exciting than the old content, but it's not. And 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 I, I I was smarter than that. I I was smart. I'm smarter than that. So um, I I, I decided to bring Left 4 Dead 2 because it would remind me how smart and clever I am. That's an incredible reason to take a game to a hypothetical a hypothetical virtual deserted island. And um, but what? It, <laughs> obviously, you must have enjoyed. Sorry, that I was I was I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing at like I was remembering Coach, uh, the character Coach. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, when 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 a when a jockey, which is a new special infected, would jump on him, he he'd, he'd start screaming, "Ah, oh, he's riding me! Ah, oh, he's riding me! Ah, oh, whoa! Ah, oh, whoa! He's, he's moving me from one place to the other! Oh, it's changing the way the game's played! Oh, can't camp in a corner anymore! Oh, that design fault that they had with the first game is being solved. It's like, um, 
it's it's you know it's funny it's very interesting it's, it's, a, it's a good i enjoyed it did, did a part of this make it into the stanley parable then with the narrator no. telling you telling you what what to do what's happening where to go the contextual no, be... visuals on the screen matching no, up with the audio then. No, the stanley parable is a very serious game Buffeted 2 is a comedy um, <laughs> so and did Left you play a lot of Left 4 Dead? You must have played a lot of Left 4 Dead 2 to notice these audio cues then. So yeah, I, I think as a world-class BAFTA-nominated designer, you just have a few <laughs> of these things. <laughs> have, you, have you met Gabe Newell and told him this? That Did you, did you tell him you're smarter than he is? No, because Gabe Newell... Uh, interesting fact, Gabe Newell does actually design the games. Um, he, does, he, he did a bit of... He did some design work on um on half life half life one but um but then actually uh he he actually could just hire smart people to do that stuff for him like the writer of the game chet falsic or whatever uh, oh chet falsic oh chet falsic he's my main man he's my main man did you, have you met him and chet, told him uh, that you were smarter uh, than he is i've met i've met chet many a time me and chet we go way back Eurogamer, uh, 2012, I think. And I saw him across the show floor and I shouted, Hey, Chet! And he walked Fuck straight you, past you. Fuck you, you piece of shit. No, uh, <laughs> I said, um, no, I, I re- I, the first time I met him, I, I did a really embarrassing business card thing. Cause I, was, I was trying to be like, Hey, Chet, play my game. Play my game, Chet! Play my game! <laughs> and he did. He was very nice about it, actually. Oh, really? Very nice. Actually, yeah, no, he's... I know for a fact that, in, in in actual fact, he was just pretending to have played your game. And then he yeah. went home and downloaded no, it to have, form no, himself he... an opinion. No, no, no. Don't, don't try and call back. Don't try and call back. <laughs> I'm going to accurately represent what happened here, Liam. <laughs> Chet, Chet hadn't played the game. Then I gave him, I, I gave, I, I, he gave me his email. Then I emailed him the game, and then he gave me feedback. Gave me some feedback. He watched YouTube clips. No, no, it hadn't even been released <laughs> yet. Hadn't it was oh, a beta version. Damn it! Of damn beta it! Version of game, Liam. You can't make this up. You win this time, William. You win yeah. this time. I think I think he's more afraid than bees than spiders. That, can that you? Was the, that's the, that was my fucking shit line. Can you? Least. Can you tell me what sort of mods you were making for Left 4 Dead 2 then? If uh, <laughs> you remember. See, see, this is a classic example of me having said this to one person in an interview. This getting put on my Wikipedia page. Yes. And then every interviewer asking me about it afterwards. I made one, I think, for Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, I, I, made, I, I, I made one for a friend, which was like just a dev box version of, of a campaign. Okay. Uh, which was like um, it was called Nico's Adventure or something. And it was like me and, me and a bunch of friends would play, and uh, it was kind of it was super it was super crappy. Like, I was always really bad at making Left 4 Dead 2 maps because the nav mesh, like there was a there was a real knack to generating a good nav mesh, which informed how the zombies spawned. Yes. And I always made them too big. I always made the levels too big. Um, but um, uh, then I made I made another one which uh, is actually present in the. Uh, in one of the Stanley Parable teaser trailers, which uh, it's the one, it's the one with um, it's, it's uh, the teaser trailer about um, it's the Raphael teaser trailer, I think. If you want to Google that, uh, people listening. Uh, but um, 
but it was uh we we used it because we needed like some kind of uh forest environment and i'd already made it and i was like oh fuck it we'll just use use this you know? <laughs> and yeah like uh like um it's a it's an interesting yeah i yeah I, I made some levels for it i forgot what the question was sorry <laughs> it was about your left for dead mods that didn't really happen that you yeah you they told really someone happen. about it like, once I, I, I made i made like a couple of levels for him but um yeah i i i, I did some but not a lot and none got very well received my i was a lot better i was a, like i was a lot better at tf2 maps team fortress 2 maps and uh and portal maps well spoilers then you have not chosen either of those for this list so no, tell me what kind of mods you were making for those games then uh for team fortress 2 i made uh arena levels uh primarily um because um i really enjoyed designing the kind of fast gameplay loops for them which uh, arena maps kind of like how a counter-strike level uh a counter-strike match plays out which is um uh once you die you die and uh hmm. yeah <laughs> when you die you die and and last team standing wins so and, just quick snappy uh, um, instead of elongated capture the intelligence lose the intelligence capture the intelligence lose the intelligence quick snappy yeah, everyone yeah, dies each, last person yeah, gets the intelligence like, like, ends the game it would be like a, mi- a minute to to two or three minutes okay um that would be how 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 level played out for arena and you could make them a lot smaller. You could explore kind of stuff like like vertical gameplay a lot more. You could explore kind of really concise uh, variations on the traditional on the traditional gameplay loop of TF2 inside yeah. an arena map really well. And you could I could make I could make a kind of mock up in a day, and then I could polish that within another day. And so what I what me and a bunch of friends did was we rented a private server, and then uh, every couple of Every couple of weeks, I'd spend a couple of days making a new level, and then we'd all get on and we'd play it. You know, we'd I'd hide little secrets in there for people to find because we'd play them for hours. You know, yeah. And then, and then like we eventually, and then and then some other friends started making levels as well, and then we'd kind of collaborate on them. And you know, it was all it was all really good fun. And we'd end up uh we'd end up having we ended up having like a really nice library of um of arena. Of arena of custom arena maps that and, and Valve stopped supporting arena maps, uh, so uh, so there was no chance of them going mainstream or public. So it was just it was really fun. It was a fun time. How did you sort of get started doing mods then? What what, what was um, it? Uh, so wait. Uh, oh, I was. Um, uh, sorry, I had a brief brain malfunction. What what was? <laughs> you rephrase if you phrase the question again. Um, I'll be so. Obviously, you haven't chosen Team Fortress 2 and Portal for your list, but how did you get started making mods then? Uh, I got started making mods... Uh, well, I... For what I, reason? I, I, for what reason? I can't imagine uh, someone... As... I don't know, it was fun. It was fun getting to... Like, I, I always enjoyed building stuff in games. And, uh, okay. I feel like if I was if I was a wee young young impressionable child now i'd be i'd be well aboard the minecraft craze and um and yeah just building worlds was really entertaining and and like i'd see i i'd see like other people make custom custom maps in, in games that i liked and and i uh, i guess that just it just was cool i just thought it was super cool and i was like no i i should be able to do something like that 
you know and it's like when uh, I, I, a young um a young child from australia um ask asked me about um like professional advice for for being successful and um and, and making games uh and i said I, I i said i think i was having a bad day when i said to him well okay so if you're if you're 13 now you should make sure that you have no friends in high school so you've got no opportunity you've got no other alternative to developing a marketable skill <laughs> uh, and that's kind of what i that's kind of what happened with me and now that child is a millionaire who made <laughs> yeah it's, could ha- i mean it's like it's what happened with me i mean like if like the 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 skills that i was learning when i was very young making making portal levels and making team fortress 2 levels were I like that they were ad- directly applied when making the Stanley Parable, and it's like um, I feel like you could, unless you were working with Unity, um, you you don't you don't. There's not really that point of entry anymore. I feel um, because unless you're going back to older games and making levels for them, because now now uh, now studios don't seem to like to release their internal their internal tools. Uh, unless uh, it's a, f- a select few who are okay with Steam Workshop or like yeah. Bethesda or that kind of thing, but you are very limited in what you can do now. Yeah, it's like um, before it, like I, I, I was part of a beautiful community called PlayStuff uh, it, when I was making Team Fortress 2 levels and it's like they'd, the, the, these people had just banded together, set up a couple of servers. They had a server called the MapLab which only ran custom maps uh, that was made by members of their community, and it's like um, there you you get you get practiced at, at the at the art of iteration and iterative development. You know, uh, like alpha alpha levels where it'd just be blocked out and you'd be just getting the uh, gameplay cycle down. Okay. And stuff yeah. like bug fixing and, and adding detail and adding like color theory and all of that. And it's like all of this was like if you. On, online it was it was just so easy it's just like it was it was made it, like i was super enabled by um a bunch of different really cool communities and and the group of friends that i that i just play team fortress 2 with like if i hadn't been a part of every single one of those uh i wouldn't have um i wouldn't have uh i wouldn't have had the skills to make uh stanley parable i guess wow how very poignant well, the next game we're going to talk about is a game which I think you'd struggle to make a mod for now, um, but you can always try. Um, so then uh, let's listen to some music and talk about the next game. So 
Mr. William Pugh, this is your callback. Yeah. You is, are this... you are running the show. This is your callback to an earlier earlier game, an earlier time, back in the day, mm. as we as you and me would say. Um the next game uh, is a sequel to I Am Mean. Uh, the game was also an educational title developed for DOS systems, and it released a, a year later, in October 1996. This game's called Chill Manor. Mm-hmm. Please, please, once again, tell me why Chill Manor is uh, going with you. <laughs> Chill Manor is interesting because it, because I am mean set such a. It's like it's like Hamlet. It's like it's like it's like it's the classical game, you know. Uh, whereas Chill Manor, they they something changed, I think inside inside uh, Animation Magic when they were when they were making well well it was it was actually actually sorry it wasn't Animation Magic no it was a it was, different studio it was it was Capital Multimedia and uh, it was still published by Simon and Trishta Interactive who own the IP believe me I know this uh, well well actually <laughs> tell you tell, I'll I'll tell you what because 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 Chill Manor is interesting. But I've got another story that's a bit more interesting. So, um, is it real? Yeah, it's real. This is oh, fantastic. This is le- legit, <laughs> I, le- legit. I promise you, this is a real story. Um, so when when I st- first started working with Dominic Johan and Sean O'Dowd under the Crows, Crows, Crows kind of team, yeah, uh, this this was like maybe about two years ago now, actually, and um, uh we we had like a plot for a uh, we had a really interesting concept for a game and part of that game required us to obtain as an independent studio the rights to i am mean <laughs> and what began was and 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 here's an interesting fact like a bun- several of the people responsible for i am mean are dead now they're dead. You, they're dead. They, you can't contact them. Uh, I managed to. Uh, I'm like after a lot of searching, uh, like after days and days of searching, I managed to track down the email of a guy called Matt Sugaray. I think Sugaray. I am. I am sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but um, he was the designer of um of I am mean. I think. Let me just. Let me. I'm just going to double check that because I. I <laughs> uh, yes, yes, um, and uh, so, so, so what happened was Animation Magic got sold as a company, and the publisher doesn't exist anymore. That got that got absorbed into Simon and Trishta, uh, the book publisher, and then that got redesignate anyway so no, here's the interesting fact nobody knows including simon and shushta's internal people nobody knows who legally owns i am mean right yeah and um and so i was so i first got into in contact with matt um to be like hey big fan of your work matt um massive you know I, I i really respect the work that you you did you know creating the hamlet of 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 of, of um video of game. early of early video games <laughs> and 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 I, for real like let me actually tell you what tell you what i'll get the i'll get the emails i'll read them out <laughs> um 
Would you like to give a bit more insight into why you were going to use Iron Man, or is that top well, secret well, stuff? Uh, well, it was top secret stuff. We might still do it. Um, oh, jeez. Did you want to teach children about grammar, perhaps? Um, <laughs> no, I wanted, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted Iron Man to come back. I wanted him to make a comeback, right? So you wanted the um, character. Oh, oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Um, uh, so, so I emailed, I emailed, um, I emailed a company that Matt works for now, and I said, "Sorry for the inconvenience. I'm looking to get in contact with Matt Sugaray regarding a slightly bizarre query about one of his previous projects. If you could put me in contact with him, I'd be very grateful." He responds, "What can I do for you, William?" <laughs> I say, "Hello, Matt." I suspect this will be the strangest question you get this week, but do you have any idea who I'd get in contact with about licensing slash getting permission to use the character I am mean in a commercial product? Both Animation Magic and Simon and Shushta Interactive no longer exist in their original forms, and I'm not sure who held the copyright for him in the first place. Could you possibly shine any light on the issue? And then he responds, and he's very nice, and uh, and he, and he, he sends me, he shows me a, an original concept drawing of I am mean. Oh, and nice. He's, yeah, he's really it's really cool and um and uh and and so it turns out and and, and this is the worst thing turns out fucking viacom right okay yeah uh, viacom which is big company giant um giant like um legal entity yes and like impossible to get in, get into and so then he gives me another email um uh, for for someone who someone who was uh, I think an uncredited producer or someone someone who was higher up the chain of command who uh who I who I couldn't um you know get in get in contact with okay. and so then um then uh, I I uh, I I managed to get in touch with their legal counsel uh and and I and and and, and I tried to, and I tried to like be like hey uh uh everyone everyone who's still alive who made this <laughs> is cool with me using i am mean can i please have the rights to use him in the product and they never got back to me and i kept i kept i might i might try and push again for it because it'd be cool to be cool to get i am mean in the summer you know but in one of my projects if so then it's all thanks to this podcast. So yeah, yeah. royalties can be sent to. <laughs> if, if anyone, if anyone knows anyone at Viacom or in or, or, or who works for Simon and Shushta, uh, please, please get in contact with me at Honest William Twitter, <laughs> please, because I I can't. I'm desperately trying to. I'm desperately trying to like get get this character. Character's not been used for twenty years commercially. And and I'm and like I'm I, like I'm gonna have to I'll probably have to employ a lawyer to 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 to, to like get to to get their attention. But uh, I it's like if only if only I could you know. I am mean kind of looks like you in like sixty years time. Yeah, maybe maybe in sixty years. Is that uh, is that the kind of hairstyle yeah. you're going for? And uh, maybe you know I like to I like <laughs> to sing that's about and 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 I hate goody goodies, man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so tell me about Chill Manor then. What what so, changed between I am Chill, mean and Chill Manor? You you play like there's a bunch of holes in it. Like uh, you play you, you play, like uh, it's it's a similar it's a similar kind of a structure, uh, but you're not 
Iron Man isn't in it until the end, and uh, you're battling against his presumed wife. It's called Ophelia Chill, which doesn't make any sense because surely her last name would be Mean. Yes, you would think so, Harry. but maybe maybe she uh, was progressive. Ophelia, Ophelia Mean. <laughs> uh, well, it's like if you had the option to take Mean as your last name, I think I I would. No, you would definitely stick with Chill. Uh, <laughs> they both got pretty cool names, actually. Well, it could be I am I am Mean, I am Chill. I am, yeah. She, I mean, he could have taken her last name. He's That's been, true. Yeah, that is. But true. I, I don't think he was chilled out enough. To, uh, <laughs> he was too. He was too mean, as they say. Yeah. So, what did you do in so, this game uh, then? You, was there a magical the, book? You kind of did the same thing. Uh, you had to go through. It was like scroll based. It was very scroll based. Like, um, I think, uh, I think uh, Matt made a, a similar mistake to Mo Yang in the sense that they had a really good core concept with their first game, and then they fucked it up by going into scrolls and like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think um, they made a lot of mistakes, uh, but. It kind of made the first game more special. It was, it was it was a lot like Aladdin and Return of Jafar, apart from the opposite of that, because the original is very flawed, but Return of Jafar is very perfect. And uh, and and yeah, it's Chill Manor is a disappointment. And I think I think um, I bring Chill Manor to to the desert island or, or No Man's Sky because um, because I'd want to remember that you know that good times happen but they can't last. And, and the important thing is to, to hold on to the joyous moments in our life that we can get. Okay. And, and to, to, to have fun while we can, because you know, it's not, it's not going to go on forever. So if I am mean is the Hamlet of Shakespeare, what is chill manner? Chill manner is, uh, uh, cats versus dogs. (laughs) Uh, that movie. It's cats vs. Dogs 2. <laughs> 2 or, as well, not even or, the first or, one. Or Stuart Little 3, the, the, the animated version, not the, not the live action one. Quite the downgrade then, quite the downgrade. Yeah, it's fucking shit. Yeah, it's but still worthy of a place in your spaceship. Yeah, well, I, I want... I want Nostalgia. Um, yeah, I, I explained why, Liam. Stop <laughs> trying to... Stop trying to Get me to talk more about this disappointing game. You know, it's there to remind me that things aren't perfect. Okay, what you want? You want to know what's not perfect in my life? Got a broken leg, Liam. Can't leave the house. I've not left the house. I've not been outside in a week, Liam. I've I managed to maybe get outside to 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 sit outside briefly yesterday. But you know what? It hurts to walk. It hurts to walk, Liam. I can't put any weight through my leg. It's great pain. All right, things aren't perfect, and Chill Manor reminds me of that. So just, just know when to quit. Liam. Excellent. No one to, no one to quit. <laughs> well, Chill Manor seems like it taught you how to quit. Yeah. But you haven't quit yet because you still have. Come three... on, Segway. You still, you still have three yeah. games. You still have three yeah, games. We so we're segway. not quitting yet. Oh, thank God we made that connection. <laughs> <laughs> we're professionals here, William. Come on. Come on, we can do this. So we're going to listen to music from the next game. And then we're going to talk about it. (laughs) 
So as William yeah, hinted at before, the next game isn't quite out yet. It's a no, game it's being not. developed through the power of Patreon, I believe. So <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you William, really let me get it up. Uh, so so that my next game is a game <laughs> that uh, that reminds me that you know, well, it, t- t- I think it it's a lesson. I've not played it. But it's a lesson about I've not well I've not played it yet, uh, but <laughs> it's a lesson all about the 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 beauty of capitalism and the strength of uh, the strength of supply and demand in in an in in a in a in a, in a unfettered unfiltered marketplace. Okay, so please elaborate. This, this more. game's this game's called Breeding Season. Yes, and it's an adult video game, and uh, the team gets. Uh, it's a, it's an indie game. It's you know it's not a, it's not a. <laughs> I don't mean to I, I don't mean to sass the breeding team the breeding season team. The breeding I team. Think, I, don't, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think they're a particularly professional studio. I don't think they're they're not a traditional studio. Uh, I think they're just a bunch of you know smut like people who draw smut and you know stuff like that. And they they they, they they're just a bunch of people who enjoy you know. You know, drawing drawing this drawing erotic art, and uh, they they get thirty three grand per month. Per month, per month. yes, per, per month, month. <laughs> thirty three grand per month, and they've got a team of five, right? Which means that, like, um, let's do the maths here. Let's do the let's do the calculate. Let's calculate some maths. That's like that's like at least you know. That's a fucking really solid salary for all of them. It That's is. like a really fucking solid salary for like every member of that team for just drawing like like just working on one game, which is like j- insane. This is crazy, and it's like it's 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 like it's. I'll I'll read the description. Breeding season is a free adult game and a labor of love. Yeah, right, labor of. Labor of cash, more like. Harvest Moon meets Hentai. The game tasks you with raising and breeding sexy monsters for sale to adventurous clients. We put a lot of work into making the game. In we put a lot of work into making the game into more than just a vehicle for erotic animations. We want to make a game that is so fun, so fun and addictive that you want to play it even without all the fucking. That said, the fucking is pretty important to us too. The newest playable public. Let's play it right now. <laughs> let's play not. Life. Let's not play it now. No, I'm, let's. I'm playing it now. I'm downloading it. <laughs> okay. Uh, programming up to. Yeah, I want to download it. Uh, Patreon. Play. Play. Breeding season. Alpha build seven point four. I'll describe it as we play. <laughs> Windows. Uh, downloadable XE. Let's download this. Uh, this much. So what particularly oh, about? Only thirty two megabytes. Only thirty two megabytes. So That's... so you get you get a, you get a grand for every megabyte per month. Yeah, per month. It's genius. It's genius. And then it, it's, it cements my belief that if you're ever poor and know how to draw, just start drawing porn and you'll make loads of money. It's like. Is this because you're interested in the final products? You truly enjoy your breeding season erotica? Well, no, it's 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 that is it's like it's like right now my my studio is making no money. We we've released all our games for free. We really like but you can go to our site right now and play Dr. Langaskov. 
I've forgotten the name. Turtle Langerskov, the tiger and the terribly <laughs> emerald the world. You can play that now for free, and like, and you can sign up to our email list so that when we start selling stuff, you know, you can we can we can make some money back. But I've been like employing people for two years, and like I've been losing money personally trying to keep the studio afloat while we make an experiment on this on this stuff. And, and breeding season's got it down. You know, if we put smut in Dr. Langerskov. And we could make 30... Okay, I've, I've got it. I've got, okay, enough of the preamble. I've got it open. Breeding season. Okay, new game. Oh, there's a little... I can pick my gender. I will pick uh, female. I'm, I, no, I'm not. I'm gonna, <laughs> I want this to represent me. I'm going to call... <laughs> I'm going to mess with you. I'm going to call him Liam Edwards. And I'm going to enter. Yes. <laughs> Wait, am I female now? Uh, no, you're male. Okay. okay. All right, so uh, I'm holding holding a photo of my f- family, maybe. And okay, I've got some deeds. Is there deeds some smut yet? No, there's not no smut. It's just showing me owning the farm, and then it's a slow zoom in of like my face. Okay, oh right, my face, not your oh, face. Okay. Oh, so, oh, yeah, sorry, your face. Okay, there's a cool options menu of of ma- enabled sex animations and fetish traits. Oh, male and female, female and female, male and male. So what's, you you're gonna tell us now. You're gonna tell the listeners and the audience. What's Neo Tenny trait? Rio Rio Tenny. No Neo Tenny. I don't know what that is. Let me turn everything else off. And <laughs> and 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 play that. So oh, I'm I'm being talked to by um <laughs> by by a woman saying, Ah, there you are, Liam Edwards, correct? I'm Margot, junior administrator of the Breeders Guild. You're our newest breeder, eh? How adorable. Breeders inst- Guild. Yeah. Your uh, instructions and your pet. Your, uh, oh, no, your parents have died. Our uh, instructions and your Damn parents' it. will are quite clear. You are to inherit the ranch. And they probably died of, of being so ashamed of their son starring in such smut. No, they, they used to own the smut farm. <laughs> they used to own the smut farm. And now, now it's your job. As their son <laughs> to carry on their their smut but, legacy. Oh no! So uh, is it oh. worth thirty three thousand dollars yet? No, no, I've not played it yet. Uh, let's, but I'm, is there I'm, any I'm, smut? No, you I, would I, expect. I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just skipping past all the fucking intro shit. Oh, there's another person there. Oh, there's another person. Uh, blah 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 blah. Oh, it's the skip button. Yeah, okay, I've skipped. Right. So um, I've got you. There's you. Yes. Menu. You're the only person, I think. Okay. uh, Yeah, there's no... Am I naked? Oh, I can build a dick wolf yard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is my ranch to hold five more dick wolves. Penny Arcade would love that. Uh, (laughs) So so what we've come to the conclusion is that the intro... Not no, enough, not I'm enough bored, smut. I'm bored of it now. It didn't, it didn't get smutty enough. So yeah, so the intro, not enough smut. Thirty-three thousand dollars. Yeah. Crows, crows, crows needs to create a Patreon where they start playing smut yeah. in a in a new in in the Stanley Parable two. We'd, we'd make it. We'd make it a walking simulator. Of course, you'd, walk, you'd walk around and look at smut. <laughs> it could be do. like a museum of smut. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. So you're taking breeding season to remind you that just make porn. Uh, well, the thing, yeah, just make porn and you'll you'll be fine. <laughs> loads of <laughs> loads of indies being like, 
Uh, how do I get funding for my my Super Meat Boy clone? Just make smut. Just make smut. Yeah. Excellent. Just, just make just make smut. Well, the next game we're going to talk about doesn't have any smut. What's the next game? Okay. <laughs> it doesn't have any smut if you consider the creatures in this game because uh, they're not wearing any clothes to be naked. Uh, so that's the only segue I can they think of. Hats. They wear hats. They do wear hats. They do wear hats. Um, so let's listen to some music from this game uh, because it is widely available. Unlike wait, wait, do we, we do we do we play music from the games? We play that. some themes. Yes. What are you going to play for breeding season? Well, I Just don't know. Like, I'm going to have to download like, it and record like, some bounce, audio from it. Bounce, bounce. Oh yeah, actually no, that's a good idea. I could play like a baseline from a porno. With the, oh. actually, I could play a baseline from a porno with the Harvest Moon soundtrack underneath it. Oh, wow. Exactly. That's nice. So let's listen to some music from the next game. Okay. And uh, dive straight into it. Here we go! So the penultimate game on this crazy adventure we've been on today, uh, William, is a strategy game featuring worms developed by British developers, Team 17. Uh, This game is a re-release of Worms 4 Mayhem, and it also features the whole of the Worms 3D campaign included. It released for the PC, Xbox 360. It It doesn't. doesn't. Such bullshit. Oh, wow. I bought bought it on that. On that, on that lie. <laughs> we'll get into it, that in it a minute. Does, it does not. It does not contain all of the Worms 3D campaign. <laughs> it contains some of it. Some of it. Okay, some of it. Yeah. So not it released good- for the PC and the Xbox 360 in September of 2011, with a PS3 release coming a little later. Uh, it's Worms Ultimate Mayhem. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Worms Ultimate Mayhem. Uh, the actual game is not important. What is important <laughs> is the voice. Is the voice is the voice actor who does the voiceover for the campaign, because um, <laughs> there's a friend pointed this out to me. But if you if you play it and you listen, to, you play through the campaign and you listen to the narration, the guy who does the narration for it sounds like he'd absolutely rather be doing anything else apart from narrating this game. He sounds so abjectly miserable. A bit like doing... Peter Dinklage in Destiny, then. Oh, worse. Than... He's, he's, he sounds like like he's bored of his fucking... He, like, he, he hates doing this voiceover for the game. <laughs> he like He's like, he's, he's by a court order or something, he has to do it. <laughs> but like, he, he really, he's like, he says shit like, release the sheep. 
and you know, he's just he can't, he's like can't be asked doing it. Or it's it's a it's a brilliant example of half assing half assing work that you know it's not that difficult. Voice acting, you know, you don't you 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 put in a couple of hours and then that's done. You you the job's done, you know. But this guy sounds like like he despises Team Seventeen. And that's why I like it. That's why I like. That's why I like Worms Ultimate Mayhem because I like it because you can clearly see behind the scenes the story of development, which is that uh, the guy doing the voice acting probably signed a contract when the original Worms Four came out, saying that he'd do the voice acting for any additional Worms Mayhem content. Yeah, and that. And that th- their lawyers managed to wrangle it so that he didn't need another buyout for Worms Ultimate Mayhem, and he was contractually obliged to do the voiceover. But he, but he, 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 he hated it so much that he that he just gave the worst performance that he could possibly give. It's not a bad performance. Like it's not. It's like it, it's just one that is altogether lackluster and and without any without any excitement in whatsoever, which which um, which mirrors. A fair amount of of the energy that Team Seventeen now put into their Worms games. I bought them all. I like. I'm sorry, to, sorry to sass you, Team Seventeen. I bought all your games, but like, it's clear that that you'd phoning it in at this point. Like, like, come on, for real. Stop, stop wasting money on Matt Berry doing the voiceover. He's a fuck. I don't like him. You don't like Matt Berry? No, he's a wanker. You are you are firing shots off the bow all over the place care. today. I don't care if Matt Berry listens to this. Podcast. Or Team Seventeen. Or Team Well, Team or Seventeen. Or breeding season. Like like breeding season, they've got they're rich. They don't, they don't care. They they can't hear you over the thirty thousand. Yeah. They've got they've got enough money going into their they've got the same amount of money that's going into their account that's going out of mine to pay people. It's like it's like um, <laughs> it's like it's it's. I, I, Team Seventeen know I'm right. That's why my words hurt. They know that they know that that they're not putting as much joy as they should be into their games, which is okay because they they like like we all know they're going under at some point. Like I, I, I like I feel like it's a, I like, well. I'm what, sorry. What was the like, last like, thing they did? Wasn't it? Wasn't it a free I'm, game? What was the last thing they did? Let's 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 Google it because. I uh, like team set like I've got no bad feeling. I've got no uh, <laughs> I think so they I might of you now. Yeah, whether I've you got, have I've of them got, or not. I've got, no, I've got no problem with them as individuals, but I'm just saying that like like on a whole Well the last thing they did was Worms Battlegrounds, which was for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, so is it is it okay, so they've got they're working on ukulele as well. Are they? With Platonic. Are they? Supposedly. Oh. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Team 17. Uh, that was... Well, it's like... it's like Team 17 well, is still an okay, independent okay. studio with dozens of staff members. This makes it one of the longest surviving independent developers oh, now right, in its okay. 27th year. Oh, I feel bad now. They are, they are older than both you and I. You should be ashamed. I am. I am. Man. <laughs> really bad. 
Uh, was there any ukulele? Are they just putting games on there? On there? Um, are they just? Oh, they're publishing it. They're publishing it. They're a publisher now. Um, Does that not change anything for you? I I feel I feel a bit bad now. I'm sorry, Team Seventeen. Could you could you say anything it's, redeeming? It's just, no, it's their latest Worms games haven't been any good. And, and could you say not... anything redeeming about Worms Ultimate Mayhem? Maybe it's gameplay that you would enjoy yeah, it on so, your ship. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was the first game I played that had networked online multiplayer, and I really enjoyed that. Okay, that's 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 that. that. <laughs> yeah. well, so for the, the original, the original one, Worms, Worms Four Mayhem, which came out in two thousand five. Uh, but now I've bought loads of their games, but it, I just feel like. I'm just um, maybe you could work with them to make a good Worms no. game. And then you what? could make no. it erotic and put it on Patreon. No, I feel bad now. I feel really sad because <laughs> I feel like I've punched a little kitten who's who's trying to stay afloat in a in an economy that that doesn't support independent studios very well. So you're you and crows 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 and Team Seventeen are in the same boat. Yeah. I, okay. Here's his okay. Here's my shout out to Team Seventeen's. Uh, Okay, all right. Let me start again. Team Seventeen, I respect you, and 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 I I I know what it means to have to pay people every month, and it's a pain in the ass, especially when you've got to make games to stay to to keep paying people. But it's like it's like you know you know kind of deep down that that you've not made a really really good Worms game in a while, and 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 that and and you can you you can like it's all possible i mean like you you've just gotta you've gotta knuckle down not make another remake of something just like take it take it to the just just really just like just take it back to its basics understand what made the original good and 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 you can you you can you can make it really cool. I, I believe in you, Team Seventeen. And uh, Team know. Seventeen, uh, if you are listening, uh, myself and the Final Games Podcast affiliate have no control over what Mr. William Pugh is saying. Uh, they told this, me to say it. They told me to say it. This is also they, going out please, to please, br- please, <laughs> the developers like, of Breeding please, Season. This I, is also for you. you. <laughs> I love you. I, uh, please don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing you out there. <laughs> That's my that's my honest opinion as someone who plays their games, but but I know that they're human beings as well, and and, and I don't want to upset them. And well, I'm sure like, I'm sure they'll I'm be like, fine. They're, like they're doing the best that they can in the marketplace. They've survived for twenty seven years. I'm sure yeah, they're fine. And that's that's more important than that. Well, it's more important than like them them being able to support all those families that that work for them is more important than them making a fucking cool game for me to play like you know it's like it's like it's like i get that it's a hard job it's just that it's just like you know it's 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 difficult i understand i why why have you done this liam you've put (laughs) me in a position where i'm having to where i where i sassed these people and then seconds later i'm frantically apologizing to them you're making me look like a flip-flop liam 
You're making me look like a flippy, floppy do you remember person how, who can't hold one opinion. Do you remember how we spoke earlier in the show about you secretly being I am me? Um, All no. along. There's a lot of love in my heart. For, All along, for, I like, have been I am me. Oh, okay. So right. that's why everything makes sense. I'm turning everyone against you, even though the words are coming. I've got to pick an opinion and hold it. Hold, hold it. I hate Team Seventeen. Boo, boo. Here's the music. Here's some music from the next game or the previous game. Here we go. So the final game on your list today, William, that you're taking with you uh, to the virtual island that you you probably will find a way of escaping or not going to because you seem to break all the rules. Um, is a game I have no idea about. When I Googled it, I found nothing. Uh, it's called really? Dota Dude Civilian Rampage. Well, you couldn't find anything about this? Uh, not easily. Okay. So, um, Dota Dude Civilian Rampage is uh, is a fan game uh, based off the Dota universe, uh, okay. made by um, made by a friend of mine uh, uh, who who now he, he didn't used to be called this, but he now refers to himself as the Dota Dude, uh, and he's a, he's a big fan of Dota. He's a he's a, he, well well if you if you I'll tell you about him uh, if you if you I think is he's got a Twitter account. His name's Dota. No, is it? The Dota Dude, yeah, it's the Dota Dude on Twitter, and you can follow him if you want. Um, okay. Uh, and uh, and he, what he does is he um, uh, he he. This is this is sensitive because it's talking about um a friend, his his a friend and 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 someone who's kind of he's his mental health, some issues with mental health as well, but um. Uh, I guess I, I can't be I can't be like too touchy with it because um because it's a story that deserves to be kind of heard. Okay, um, so tell me about the actual game then. Did he make it or did someone make well, it? Well, about no, him? I, 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 it, no, it's it. He made it. It's um, it's his. It's his. Uh, it's his. It's his. It's his. It's his work. Uh, so um, I, I'll tell you about him because like he, he, I, I feel like you need to know about. It's a game. It's kind of it's it's a lot like the beginner's guide in the sense that it it deals with, um, it's a very personal game. It's a game that is is fo- focused on him as a person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the uh, the Dota dude, uh, real name Herbert. Um, he believes 
that he is in Dota 2. Like he, Interesting. he honestly believe like like who's to say what he sees when like when th- through his eyes, but like um uh he uh he's angry, he's got a lot of rage. Um he uh he's he's um he travels about a bit. He, he he lives in he lives in um he lives in Denmark, in a kind of um in a, in a, in a small kind of town there. Yeah. And uh, and the dope dude, he he's been in he's been in trouble with with the law. Let's just say that because um when you when when he sees um people he he sees them as 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 people who represent characters from Dota Two. So like um, there was this uh kind of old old man, uh, and he, he'd call him Gyrocopter, and and he and he and this older man would get around on a, on on a mobility scooter, and um, and, and the Dota dude would um would quite frantically and 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 often angrily, like shout at shout at this man, telling him to to buy wards and to to buy him a tango because it was his job to support. Gyrocopter is not a support actually; he is he is a carry, um. But um, I think let me just get it. I'll, I'll get a couple of pictures for you uh, of of Dirt Dude. I've um, I've googled him and I noticed that your Skype avatar. Oh yeah, is actually uh, <laughs> so. For anyone who doesn't know, if you Google the Dota Dude. The 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 first weird <laughs> scroll scribbly drawing that I you'll keep, notice. I keep I keep forgetting is actually that. William's Skype avatar. <laughs> I keep forgetting that um that that I've got that that's my Skype avatar. I've had, really <laughs> I've had really serious business calls, and then afterwards I realized that my avatar <laughs> maybe people just think you are the Dota dude. Uh, you I'm are not the Dota. I'm not. I'm. I certainly am not the Dota dude. So now we have some reference of who the Dota dude is. It's what, not me. What is the game? Um, the Dota dude civilian rampage is this game that the Dota dude made, uh, which involves going on a rampage and, uh, and taking out violently anyone who doesn't uh, doesn't believe in um, his his Dota two skills. Uh, <laughs> um, if you if you Google the Dota dude. Uh, the first thing that comes up is a YouTube video uh, called uh, Dota Dude It Begins, which is a backstory to Dota Dude. Uh, it's got it's got 2,314 views, and it's the first episode of what was planned to be more uh, stories of of, um, of Dota Dude and his little adventures. And, and his adventures are often very violent. Very, uh, very gore-filled. Um, he drinks a thing called Dota Drink. Uh, Is that made? And, and that's blood? and that that makes him that makes him hallucinate and see see the world as 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 Dota Two, and it's and it's and it's and 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 uh, in in his many tales, uh, it's it's unclear whether whether he's actually inhabiting the world of Dota Two, or whether. Whether he's um whether he's inhabiting real life and seeing seeing Dota two because um because of because of his Dota drink addiction. So tell he's me mur- how he's you... murdered people. So how he's did violent. you stumble Very... across such a 
internet phenomenon as well, the Dota dude. And have you played the game? Yeah, I played Dota. I played a bit of Dota, but uh, Dota dude got me into Dota. He taught me the ways. Dota. Have you I'm spoken fan- directly to Dota dude before? Yeah, yeah, I've spoken. To, yeah, me and me and my friend Neil, we Skype with Dota dude all the time. <laughs> And are you afraid of him? I'm afraid of him. Yeah, I am. I am. Because if he, <laughs> if he listens to this, he'll be really pissed off. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure this podcast. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have a. He doesn't like being public facing. I'm not sure this podcast exists in the world of Dota, so it might. We might be okay. Yeah, but Dota did exists in real life. He's real. <laughs> not in he his is, head, though. So he, that that's he, all that he matters. Is real. Yeah. I mean, he'll. He's so why are you taking the game then to remind you of Dota Dude specifically? Because to remind me of Dota Dude to make me happy that that he's no longer in my life <laughs> and he won't he won't kind of teleport behind me with his blink dagger and stab me in the, in the back of the <laughs> back of the legs. You know, he's very. He, I I can't explain how violent he is. He's very violent. You know, he's um he's bit into policemen. Uh, when they I feel like some him. people are going to be googling him and trying Google, to find tell, out. Tell you what, Google the Google Dota dude. C- click on the YouTube video. Uh, you'll. I made the me and Neil, my friend Neil. We made this 2013. So before before Stanley Parable even came out, and um, and we've kind of hoped. We've we've all really hoped that Dota dude kind of makes it big. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well now, has. now he's the might. only people. The only people who know enough about Dota to understand the jokes that he's making, he's actively making fun of. <laughs> so like, the only people who like him are people who play Dota but hate themselves for playing it. Like, um, can you sp- just can you just take Dota to remind you of Dota, dude? Do you no. have to have the game? I don't. Dota, no, dude, Dota, that is fucking shit. It's, mi- it's a miserable game for miserable people. <laughs> Who hate themselves, and and uh, that is true. People who play Dota <laughs> agree with me. Like it's such a horrific waste of life. It certainly you know? takes a lot to get good at. But yeah, like I mean, I've put how many? I've put I've put nine hundred and sixty-three hours into Dota. So you're one of those miserable people. No, I'm not. I'm still a scrub compared to the Dota dude. You know, those people, <laughs> how many hours like, is the Dota dude put in? Yeah, at least two, at least four thousand, I think. Oh, wow! He's, so when he's, he's not a, when he's not assaulting people, when, when he's not assault assaulting people, he's uh, playing Dota two, and when he's not playing Dota two, he's watching replays of Dota two. <laughs> he goes to he goes to sleep listening to Dota two uh, ambient sounds. Oh my! Wow! He does he does? There it's are some fact. there are some strange parts of the internet and i feel like even though this is a mild one i'm i'm gonna find it hard to sleep when this podcast eventually gets posted and uh, he might find it can you can you post like a description alongside the podcast of dota dude no can like can you put text alongside it yes like, uh, can you can you please attach a couple of images like uh, let me let me uh, <laughs> you can send the you can send these images uh, I'm, gonna, to I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna link i'm gonna link you to a couple of uh <laughs> couple of couple of classic Dota dude drawings. <laughs> that's that's one you can describe what, what you're seeing. Okay, so the picture uh, William just sent it to me is if uh, some 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 weird looking dude with a mustache. 
Uh, the second one's uh, him piloting Gyrocopter's vehicle and him shouting, I'm sorry, Gyrocopter. Uh, no, I'll do the voice. I'm sorry, Gyrocopter. I need to borrow <laughs> this. That's, that's yeah. Um, and then the third picture is uh, of him, what I assume is breaking Gabe's arm. Yeah. So, the, the true true story. Uh, it's a drawing, but I imagine this is a, a representation of truly the arti- events that took place that day. It's an, it's an artistic rendering. Did you draw these pictures or did Dota dude? Uh, I, I I wouldn't like to say. <laughs> it was you, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> wow. So uh, I think <laughs> I think Dota dude was an apt ending for this yeah. whirlwind of an adventure uh, that I am at a loss for words to really describe what has happened. <laughs> yeah, we bring, we bring a bit of everything, you know. We certainly so, have. We've not really spoken bro- about games. Just no, we the, have. We, just... we spoke in the in the Blender game section. Oh yeah, that's recently. true. No, told, no, actually, told... you just you just told me how much you hated Brendan Chung. Really, I love him. Really, he's, he's, <laughs> I, he's not made it this far into the podcast, so he'll still think you hate him. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll, tw- I'll tweet him. I'm going to tweet him after this and ask if he's played the Stanley Parable. Get- <laughs> he probably has. <laughs> William. Okay. Thank you so oh, much. This- oh. Wait, can I plug my shit? Wait, again? wait. There was one more thing we have to do. Oh, I- I'm oh, very okay. intrigued how this is going to go. So the- usually the last question I ask uh, my very wonderful and um, uh, uh, <laughs> wonderful and uh, Fantastic guests. <laughs> what if uh, any, uh, if you had yeah. to choose uh, a console, a home console, barring oh. PC, you're not allowed PC. Um, if you had to choose a console to take with you, uh, including the back catalogue of that console, to this mythical, uh, fictional place to be stranded, uh, what console would you choose? Hmm. Maybe, maybe, uh, I might be bored. Um, I, uh, Game Boy Advance for, but if I wanted to just have fun, um, yeah. uh, I'd pick, I, if I wanted entertainment, I'd pick Xbox one because I've, ne- I don't, I've never had an Xbox and, um, or Xbox 360 or whatever, but like, I've not, I've not had, I've never played, I've never, I've never owned an Xbox. Okay, and I've never and and I feel like um I could probably get through a lot of a lot of stuff there like that that that's you kind would of have a blind, decent that's, enough that that'd be my blind spot in terms of in terms of stuff that I've not played. So and an Xbox Three Sixty would be a good choice because you would have yeah. uh, an almost unsurmountable uh, um, back catalog to get through. Yeah, I think so. When you when you take time off from playing Dota Dude's game and also Urban Yeti, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah yeah well yes. i'm sending you off to the skies of no man's sky which oh. you are totally not gonna follow um with those <laughs> incredible <laughs> incredible eight games uh that you've chosen as well as an xbox 360 uh and William... also no man's sky to live yes technically to that game yes Te- also and now you could uh, play two, that game forever. two months two months before it comes out you as well you could play that game forever uh, supposedly you can it's got non-ending content 
There's no end to it. Are you starting a fight with Hello Games now as well? Uh, I've not got a problem with Hello Games. They're making a good game. I have so many fires every, to put out thanks everyone, to you. Everyone, everyone thinks that it's it's gonna have it's gonna be the it's gonna save the world, and it's not. I'm gonna say it's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a cool game. And that's it. And okay. if, you, if if the if the Reddit picks up on this, they'll probably they will they will roast you alive, my friend. They'll break my leg again. But that's yeah. if they can get at, at you through Brendan Chung, Dota Dude, Breeding Season, Team Seventeen. And... I'm, I'm 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 most worried about Dota Dude. <laughs> so am I now. <laughs> yeah, you, you should be. He's terrifying. <laughs> Watch his backstory. There you go. <laughs> I will. William, thank you so much for uh, co- no taking the time thank you. to come to me. Please follow me on Twitter at Honest William and go to my site, uh, crowscrowscrows.com and download my game, Dr. Langescop the Tiger and the Terribly Cursed Emerald the Willowind Heist and play that and sign up to the email list uh, for more stuff because I've got a game with Justin Roiland coming out pretty soon. And it's oh yeah, it's you went to Justin Roiland's too. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, but that's past now. We're wrapping up, Liam. Should have asked me about that. Bye. Also, if you would like to oh, find me on Twitter, uh, oh, you yeah. can find me at Liam BME or the show at Final Game Show, where I'm now going to be tweeting at Brendan Chung, asking him if he's played the Stanley Parable. Uh, you can email me at uh, oh, sh- I don't, I don't want to give my email out in case I get emails from Dota Dude. This is very scary it's a now. Risk. It's a risk you're take. Uh, you can email me at finalgamespodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we're on iTunes and we're on SoundCloud, and you should rate and review the show if you've enjoyed this mythical adventure into the realms and depths of William's mind. Thank you so much, William, for coming. It's been amazing. Thank you. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. We can have the we can have the hang up sound be the be the end. And keep that in because it's it'd be it'd be funny. funny. (laughs) It would be funny if Oh you're still recording. I am still recording. Oh no I I did it. I managed to record something that was interesting that wasn't meant to be in the show. Oh, uh, no.